0: Check it out, guys. We got a Verb Moto broadcast coming at you courtesy of Big MX Radio. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. I'm on all of these podcasts. You want to check out Big MX Radio, not just the ones that are shared by Verb. You can check us out on iTunes as well as Spotify, but Lord knows Verb gets all of my best content, including when they even let me get on the typewriter over here and write some articles for them. You can check those out on Verb Moto as well. Big thanks to Wes Williams as well as Chase Stahl and Brent Stahl for putting me in the position to bring this to you. I wanted to bring you guys a conversation that honestly I loved having with Travis Souls, who happens to spin the wrenches for none other than Ken Roxon. This guy is the your mechanic's mechanic. This is your racer's racer. Honestly, Travis is just a, a regular guy who happens to be incredible with a set of T-handles in his hand. Buckle up, enjoy this broadcast here on Verb Moto. Welcome to the Big MX radio podcast brought to you by Racetech. Racetech gold valves, pretty much a revalve in a box. And if you email me, brad, at verbmoto.com right now, giving you me your best reason as to why you need a set of gold valves, we're going to hook you up. We're going to run that contest all the rest of this week. If you're listening to this right now, you can enter to win a set of gold valves by in, by emailing me, brad, at burbmoto.com. And, uh, yeah, get that done, guys, because uh, race tech, checkers, everybody's awesome over there. Um, and, yeah, win yourself some gold valves, get your bike feeling better, more plushness, and uh, more bottoming resistance. So it's going to have more stand-up in those corners. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. With me on the line, someone who I've been... Needing to get on the podcast more frequently, just because he's so much fun to talk to, and he's super knowledgeable about the sport. He also helps a lot of people get a whole lot better at wrenching on their own motorcycles, and he's not too bad at it himself. Goes by the name of Travis Souls. Souls, how's it going? Good. How are you? Hey, not doing too bad, man. How was your your trip back from the island? I assume there was an island visit, uh, the, the the Souls Island, after uh, another podium performance with the great Ken Roxon this last weekend.
1: Yes, yeah, we had a solid weekend, but there was not a Souls Island visit. I, uh, it was a busy day and I drank I had one Jack and Coke after the race and uh, we got back to the hotel pretty late. I flew out at five in the morning, so we were up at three, so it was kind of in and out. so Wow, well,
0: uh, that, that is uh, that is very uh, a different program than I would have expected. Um, but I guess that's sort of par for the course when you consider the whole situation from this last week. Um, it was—I don't know, I think it was about this time last week when uh, when I, I, I shot a phone call your way uh, to confirm that uh, Ken Rockson uh, was in fact going to race High Point. At that point, that was still for the most part under wraps, although it was just starting to break the internet then. Spin the clocks for me back uh, about a week's time when uh, when Ken like I don't know if he, he calls you if he calls Dustin Pipes uh, but some way some way shape or form it was communicated that he'd like to race on Father's Day and uh, and that means that Travis Souls is going to um, basically drop everything and uh, and put it all together. Take, take me through it.
1: Yeah, so basically I was sitting on the couch uh, watching the race and uh right after first motos ten calls he's like hey you want to race the next week and then i'm like uh i mean i'm in but we don't have a bike we don't have a truck <laughs> i don't have a plane ticket <laughs> you know those like are ins- those
0: are essential yeah
1: yeah yeah so i i said if we can get all the pieces done i mean you know i'm in so uh got a hold of the bosses the truck was already coming this way from denver and uh joe our truck driver was planning on staying at our house anyways i always let Our truck drivers stay here because it's always kind of central. We're in Kansas, so we got a big lot behind us so they can come in, stretch out, take a shower. I feed them and all that stuff. So Joe ended up coming here. I uh, right away took Chiz's bike out of the truck because he wasn't going to race this weekend. Um, Framed it completely down. Checked everything back or checked it all out. Put it all back together to uh, Chiz's spec because we didn't have any of Kenny's stuff on the truck. And then uh, flew out Thursday. Friday, all the other team members from California came in with the rest of Kenny's stuff, bars, grips, subframe, um, all that fun stuff, suspension. So I rebuilt the bike again on Friday, back to Kenny's spec, and then we raced on Saturday.
0: Fair enough. So rebuilding a, a bike from the frame, honestly, something that like, I, I would venture to guess that maybe 10% of those listening have ever really done Um I, I'm sure there's some pretty established mechanics that uh, that listen to the Big MX Radio podcast, but certainly not twice in the same week, unless there's some uh, some guys who, who who wrench on the circuit who who currently listen. Um, what's involved in and in, and what are you looking for when you completely frame a bike? Uh, and then what's the rebuild process like for you? And how quickly can you turn it around?
1: Okay, yeah. So basically, um, even at every race. As soon as the race is done, we frame it. And the reason, it's kind of the, the industry norm for everybody to frame them. And I, to me, I think it's kind of overkill. But it's the only way to actually inspect and see every piece of the motorcycle. Like, if you don't take it down, you can scrub it and make everything look pretty good, but you can't see everything. So, um, yeah, we tear it down. It normally takes about 45 minutes. Tear it all the way down to the frame. Um, put all the bolts and solvent. Get all the old grease and everything off so you can check the threads. Make sure none of the heads are cracked or anything like that. Um, If we have extra time, we'll throw them in a tumbler, make them look a little nicer. Um, If we're in a rush, normally I just throw it in uh, Mr. Clean. Just let it, uh, it brings a shine back on the tie a little bit. Um, Scrub everything, hand scrub, put my fingers on every piece of it, and inspect it, lay it all out, and then, uh, yeah, to, to start and build it. Basically, if the bike is framed, if I'm laying there with everything dirty and the bikes apart, it takes me about ten, eight to ten hours to clean everything, inspect everything, and build it back up to a complete bike.
0: Okay, so what you're saying is in the time that it would take me to do a top end on a 252 stroke, uh, you've, you've disassembled and then reassembled a, a fire breathing 454 stroke, um, which is fine. Uh, I'm I'm not a, a professional mechanic. I don't claim to be, and uh, you certainly are one. So, uh, when it comes to and we talked about this a little bit off air uh, as far as like uh, torque specs and stuff like that, whether it's uh, Kyle Chisholm or or Ken Rockson, a lot of that stuff's the same. But they do have preferences. You talked about the the subframe, the the gr- the grips, the bars. What is Kenny sort of picky about? What are some of the things that he absolutely needs to have on the motorcycle to feel comfortable? And then uh, there was also talk about some changes that were made between the motos. Can you get into that for us a little bit?
1: Um, he's not really super picky. I mean, he likes a really strong front brake. Um,
2: As a lot goes, of fast I mean, guys do.
1: Yeah, he, he relies on the front brake a lot. Um, the rear brake, he runs the pedal quite high compared to a lot of people because he puts his foot underneath of the pedal for leverage. Um, so our brake pedal that we run has a, a stopper on it. So if he would pull up too hard or land on something, it wouldn't pull the guts out of the master cylinder.
0: Interesting. Um, okay.
1: As far as, I mean, comfort wise, he just likes the the bike really balanced. And that's normally, um, suspension wise, whether we, you know, change a fork height or change sag, um, supercross, we ran a different subframe. We ran a minus 10 outdoors. He's on a standard subframe. Um, so, just it's just little stuff. And as far as like torque specs, we're just a hair lot light lighter than what stock is, just to, to kind of free the bike up a little bit as well. Um, first moto. So, we had first gate pick, first moto. We didn't change anything, just put a new tire on, new oil, new clutch. Actually, ran the same clutch all day. He's really easy on the clutch. Um, I still pull it out and inspect it, but it didn't even have any color. But wow. um, yeah, just get it ready for first moto, check everything over, put my hand on every bolt. Um, Get it all cleaned up make it look nice first moto everything went good uh fell down got stuck in a rut and couldn't get it in neutral and didn't get it fired right up but uh ended up getting fat seventh in that one um came back to the truck put another new tire on which is a, a little different we ran a hybrid where we cut half the um knob off on the center ones just to give it let it clean out a little bit better and uh, have a little more traction and i think the only change that we made was went from five
0: mil to six mil 4-5. Uh, do, do the our friends over at uh, at Dunlop know about these uh, these alterations that you're making uh, to these tires? Yes. Because uh, yeah, yeah uh, lot, okay,
1: yeah, a lot of it comes directly from Brian over at Dunlop. Oh, okay, um, he's he's awesome. I mean,
0: I got to get Fleck living, on here.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty pretty close with him, and um, if anybody else is talking or if he thinks something's going to be better, he he makes sure to come over and tell me and. You know, he said, hey, you might want to run a paddle here. You might want to – we call it a hybrid tire where we, you know, where we shave it a little bit. Even in Supercross, we would groove the tire. So you take just a, down the center grooves in the middle of the uh, tread and the knob, you would just put a line like maybe like a 5-mil deep cut all the way across it, and it just lets that center knob flex a little bit more and gives you a little bit more of a biting edge, just one more right. bite edge, just for more traction. But, yeah, basically all of that comes from Brian."
0: okay okay fair he, enough and that, that's
1: you do it at the truck but Brian, you know it's it's um it's his call he he recommends stuff whether we want to do it or not but normally um it comes from him and then we we pull it off so
0: so if, if you had a preference who would you rather have doing your tires uh marshall or and uh, anthony over at the dunlop brig
1: i i like all those guys they, they take care of me i mean i can come running over there with oh we're gonna change to a paddle real quick and it's five minutes for moto and all those guys would get it done for me so i i don't have a favorite over there i just i try and take care of all of them and you know bring them a case of twisted tea every now and again just to to let them know that we appreciate everything they do for us it's it's amazing talking. go ahead i was i was talking with anthony after the race and he comes over and i i thank him again you know for for all he does and He goes, I didn't do anything. And I'm like, well, without you, I couldn't have done everything I needed to do and change tires. And he goes, well, I couldn't have changed tires and do everything you did. So you do what you're good at and I'll do what I'm good at.
0: They certainly are, and you know, Anthony is someone, I actually do need to have him on the podcast as well, just like, and the, the list of, of people who I need to have on the show is absolutely endless. Um, but Between Anthony and Marshall, uh, those guys are, are so talented about just being able to, to get things quickly turned around, and it's such a great resource uh, for guys like you to, to not have, just have one thing you don't have to worry about, they always make sure that, uh, I, I'm always amazed how fast they can uh, flip things over, and I'm always amazed how far um, a, a well-placed case of alcoholic beverages can go with them. Um, not saying that maybe might have dropped off a set of wheels of my own, maybe at a at a supercross, <laughs> as well as maybe a uh, a case of uh, of Coors Light, and uh, yeah, maybe maybe a set of tires ended up on my my rims. Um, that that cool. might have happened. I, I can't confirm nor deny, but that was something that uh, maybe I dreamt it. Maybe it actually did happen. We'll see.
1: Well, sounds sounds like it worked out very well. Yeah, he's got a drink here and there will go a long ways with with a lot of people. So yeah, I just I always get keep them stocked up on the twisted tea just to you know let them know that we appreciate everything they do.
0: Fair enough. Uh, can, like, have you ever have you ever seen Ken actually have one? Does Ken drink that stuff?
1: Um, I don't know that I have. Honestly, I think we hmm. might have had one at the end of Supercross, but I I don't know for sure if I've seen him have one. He he doesn't drink alcohol. It, um it really messes with him. And okay, I mean, he's, he's a fine tuned. Yeah,
0: buddy. if you don't drink often at all, having any any of it is just kind of like it just fucks up your system, though. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, the last time I can remember drinking with Ken was 2016 at our. Okay, series. that's the that's the last time I think I've ever even seen him drink. So
0: there were a lot more trips to the island back then.
1: That's where the island started.
0: <laughs> Oof. As the the Republic of Islands. Yeah, I haven't maybe been there so long.
1: I'm, I'm trying to pawn it off on somebody, Have let somebody take it over and maybe go there and mow the grass and do all that stuff, because I'm sure it's pretty high by now.
0: Well, you know what? D- Dan Truman is a permanent resident of the island, so you <laughs> know that the, the landscaping, at the very least, is being kept up with.
1: Yes, yes. At least somebody's keeping the tradition
0: going. I like it. Um, so, like, you being thrown into the mix this, this weekend, um, like, obviously not something completely out of the realm of... of of possibilities and you're certainly someone that's going to jump on an opportunity when you have it um, like you were sort of a fish out of water just not having any of your own stuff though Like, like obviously the truck came through so maybe you sent them along with a couple of things but um, like essentially a borrowed bike for Kenny, this was uh, this was Kyle Chisholm's bike and then borrowed tools and everything else for you um, how much of a hurdle is that for like a, for, for a mechanic to not have sort of like, your, your toolbox laid out how you like it with, like, I don't know if you have different wrenches or, or, or just a like, sort of, like, it's almost like am trying to make some make dinner in someone else's kitchen. Like, you just don't know where anything is.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean even, like, through Supercross, you do 17 rounds pretty much every weekend, so you just have a routine. And I haven't been to the races since um, after Supercross. So, um, and outdoors is always a little different routine too, you know, different schedule. You're washing a lot more and whatever. Um, so yeah, I, when I got there, I didn't have my own tools, which my toolbox, I'm really anal about. I have everything that I need to build that exact bike. So like my race box is only set up to build a Suzuki. Um, I know where everything's at. I've got every specialty thing that I need, all my torque wrenches, all that stuff. So yeah, just, um, uh, the truck was there, which was nice. We couldn't be underneath of it, but we were underneath an easy up. And I mean, I had tools, I had everything that I needed, but yeah, it's like you said, it's like kicking it or cooking in somebody else's kitchen. Like, by the end of the day, I finally was getting back into the routine and found out where stuff was, but I was borrowing tools from one box and this box over here. And, um, but yeah, other than that, it, it, went, uh, it went really smooth.
0: Fair enough. I like it. So, uh, when it comes to tools, are you picky about what you use? Uh, are like uh, I know the guys uh, that I work with, everyone's in a while with the pro circuit guys. Like they're always talking about the the snap on rep that shows up on a weekly basis and basically just takes their paychecks away. Um, when it comes to your your toolbox, uh, what what have you invested in? What are you, what is an absolute need to have on race day? And uh, and what did you not have this weekend that was driving you nuts?
1: um yeah so my race box i have pretty much everything snap on they are really really expensive compared to everything else but even their screwdrivers like all their phillips heads fit everything on those bikes perfect so i figure if if there's one place you don't want to round a bolt off or round a screw off and be at a race so my race box is pretty pretty intense it's got probably the most money into that one just like i said so we have no issues on race day but um uh my torque wrenches i use tonichi torque wrenches which is something that suzuki when i was at rch and jgr suzuki japan that's what they use when they build bikes and engines and everything over there so um they wanted everybody to all have the same torque wrench and then everybody all be on newton meters instead of foot pounds and inch pounds so that way in a fire drill or anything like that if if the mechanic yells out you know 35 everybody knows it's 35 newton meters not 35 foot pounds and um and all of our boxes always had to be the same, too. So if I had to go over and help somebody do an engine swap real quick, their box was set up identical to my box, so we're not losing five, ten minutes trying to find tools. So, um, yeah, that's uh, exactly like why I like my toolbox the way it is. I've had it that way basically since 2015, and I could close my eyes and find everything in my box. But, um, yeah, torque wrenches are really important. Um, I ended up, one of the other mechanics on the truck used one of my Niches one time and he got them. So I actually had a set of those there this weekend, which was nice. Um, And it was just like, I have a a special steering stem wrench that I have in my race box that fits everything without taking the bars off and all that stuff. So yeah, it's just, it's little stuff that um, I may do, but uh, if he ends up doing more, I think I'm gonna throw another kit together and try and get it on the truck somehow
0: so how, how likely do we feel that that is like are you are you saying that and then like basically making it to the to-do list later on today uh because you'll more than likely be at uh well maybe not uh maybe not redbud because i think that lines up with uh with a world supercross round but uh like uh could we see you at southwick could we possibly see you at millville of all places my my opinion best best track on the uh, on the circuit
1: um, I would like to do Millville. I would love to skip Southwick because that's just hard on the equipment. Um, mm. Definitely not Redbud because you're right. It's very we, selfish uh, we'll in, Yeah, we'll be over in UK. Um, Millville would be sweet. That's my hometown race, and I we have a Suzuki boot camp that weekend, so I'll be there anyways. So, um,
0: oh, it's all coming together.
1: Would, yeah, if that would be one that he could do or would be willing to do, then I I'm driving to it anyway, so I could bring you know a set of tools and throw them on the truck. So.
0: And you're um, wrenching I mean, for I me on Amateur Day, right?
1: I, if you need it, I'm there.
0: Ooh, okay. Now I'm rubbing my hands together.
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I I know he would like to. Um, I can I go both ways. I if he wants to do it, I'm 100 percent in. If he doesn't want to do it, I'm 100 percent fine not. You know, not going yes. anymore either. Um, Spend some more I'd time be, with the family. I, I, go to Miller. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's all up to him. And when I get the call, I'll uh, I'll be there.
0: Okay, and when and if you are there, will there be a Kickstarter in the backpack, and was there one this weekend?
1: There was not one this weekend, so I'm glad you brought that up, because you were talking about tools, so uh-huh. I didn't even have my, my mechanics bag, um, so I was using somebody else's mechanics bag, I right before we went down for first practice, I looked through it real quick, and I'm like, well, it's just going to have to work, you know, and uh, luckily we didn't need it, um, but yeah, like in my mechanics bag, I've got it's it's a little bit bigger one. Kenny, you know, has a hat and just some random stuff, a Kickstarter. Um, but uh, if we keep going, I'm I'm definitely probably gonna have to throw a Kickstarter in there.
0: Absolutely, especially if you uh, if you go out there and uh, oh, don't just go out there and start leading laps that no one else in the 450 class, aside from Jet Lawrence, has been able to do. Uh, thank you for doing that, by the way. Uh, adding a little bit of spice to the series so far. Uh, that that is pretty. That was pretty great to see uh, Ken coming off the couch. I honestly just knew that like he's gonna he's gonna get a start. He's gonna ride up front. I didn't think he was gonna ride up front as long as he did, but it was great to see. Um, unfortunately the, the whole kickstart thing, uh, like second moto, he kicks it for a little while, uh, loses some spots there. That's really the only time in actual like racing this season that the, the whole kickstart thing has sort of, uh, reared its ugly head as far as, uh, holding Kenny back as far as results go. But, um, all things considered, like, honestly, I I don't see, like, I don't, I don't know. I do not even know if that, if the... If electric start, if the bike would have just automatically just fired right up, we've we've seen uh, in the past where it were, uh, electric start bikes uh, sit there for a while too.
1: Yeah, no, and it, it happened in the first moto. Um, right, I think it was like like last lap, but the awkward, like awkwardly, or how awkward he was sitting. Even like the electric start bikes, if you can't get them in the neutral, they're still kind of hard to start as well.
0: Yeah, and the way it was, oh, we saw that between, with Aaron Plessinger.
1: Yeah, and the way that he was sitting in between two ruts. I mean, I don't think electric start would have got it either um if it would have been me i would have pointed the front end like drug it down the hill and just got it moving and bump started it or at least got it into neutral but uh you know was a panic he was one lap to go i'm sure he was a little bit tired and yeah just unfortunate it did that but i honestly don't think that the electric start would have helped much
0: no, I think he was—he was just probably like he's tired. He's kicking. He's inventing swears. He's probably swearing in German. That's for damn sure. Um, yeah, well,
1: then then you know he's mad. <laughs>
0: oh, okay. How often do you like do you, do you like? I don't know. He doesn't speak. I know he speaks German around his his like with with Courtney a little bit because I think he'd like her to to learn German a little bit. I think he's trying to teach his son as well. Uh, how often do you hear him speak German?
1: Um, just when the family's around, he he speaks a lot of German to his son and then um Courtney speaks English to him so they, they want him to know both but I mean mm-hmm. even after that he was just mad at himself he wasn't mad at the bike he wasn't you know he was just mad at himself that he made that stupid little mistake and you know it cost him we still ended up second overall and you know considering the way things went if he would have won that first moto and we got second in the second moto we still would have got second but we would have had a little more points but um you know a little adversity and of course everybody got that on on camera and on video and him kicking and kicking, but they weren't saying nothing about the Kawasaki's out there smoking or the KTM's not starting with electric start. It was all about Kenny. So I, I just let it go in one ear and out the other. I know that the bikes good So it would be nice with electric start, but it's not needed.
0: Yeah, it is. What it is. the 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 narratives will continue. Uh, we in the media, absolute, uh, just evil, uh, like uh, po- pointing you guys out and singling you out and uh, and, and and basically raking you over the coals. Um, but uh, yeah, you're gonna be globe trotting a little bit here, man. Are you Are you excited about doing? Uh, are you doing the full series with uh, the world the World Supercross series with Ken? And that being said, like, is your race box already sh- like on a on a like on a shipping container? Is it somewhere in the Atlantic?
1: Yep. Yeah the the toolbox is already in the crate with the two bikes. Um, I don't know. I don't know where they're at. I'm pretty sure they're either over there by now or on their way but yeah i'll be doing the whole series um the only one that may have a conflict will be canada i'm having another kid having a daughter um congratulations thank you thank you yeah, happy father's uh, day by the way thank you yes we have a seven-year-old boy an almost two-year-old girl and then now we're having another little girl so she's due um the monday right before canada so depending on how that all of that goes um if she comes on time and I've got some family here, I'll probably still make Canada. But if not, we'll uh, I'll uh, tag in Peyton, his practice fight guy, and have him do the Canada round. But um, other than that, yes, I'll be in all of them and super excited. Um, it's really fun being around a guy like Ken. You know, he's got an aura. He's got a fan base that's unbelievable. And, you know, for a mechanic, that's great. And for me to be able to run the number one plate for the first time will be pretty sweet.
0: That is pretty sweet. That is uh, there's there's not too many mechanics that get to say that and, and to to be able to uh, to run that number one. Uh, that's going to be pretty special. Bolting that thing up for the very first time. Um, I can only imagine how many times you've put on graphics. Like, is that like that? That must be a weekly thing, right? Like, there's there's ne- there's never a time where a particular piece of graphic makes it from one weekend to the next weekend. Like that that never happens, mm-hmm. right?
1: Nope. The only time that graphics get used more than one week would be on a practice bike. Other than that, it's normally fresh plastic and graphic every, every week. And I mean, if you take 10 years times 36 rounds, 30 rounds,
0: 300 sets of graphics.
1: Yeah. I mean, I can, Suzuki ones I can do with my eyes closed.
0: (laughs) Wow. Because
1: with graphics, it's all about finding your, you know, your starting point. So, You know, if you just bring me a brand new Yamaha right now, it would take me a little bit to to figure out, you know, where to start. But once you figure out your starting point, I mean, you basically lay them on there and just throw them on and they're good to go.
0: Yeah, that's actually a a skill that I I haven't actually, like, been able to do nearly as many sets of graphics as you have. But that's always been something that I've always been good at, is just find where it needs to start, line it up. And honestly, my my, like... My tip to anyone, like when it comes to like the, some people are very nervous, and the only buddies of mine will even have me do their graphics, is yep. find the start point and just go, because yep. like the the stick like these stickers, they're, they're it's not just like a regular sticker. This is like pretty st- tough vinyl. You can I've ripped yep. stuff off of a bike and then stuff slapped it on a different bike. It stays on there for a couple of years. Like it's like these, these stickers are pretty like the the vinyl that the they produce nowadays is is pretty like pretty robust. And uh, yeah, if you make yeah, a mistake, you can rip it back off As long as you don't tear anything or stretch anything um, I don't even use Heat or anything like that, like some people use like A hair dryer or something like that, I basically just Massage it, and uh, yeah I try not to, like, honestly, I don't usually Have any, any bubbles or anything like that, it's just uh, Yeah, I throw my stroller out p- Patting myself on the back of how good I am At uh, graphics Well,
1: they've, they've come a long ways with them too, so Back at JGR, they came out with It's called the Air Release stickers so it's actually got like um cross hatches on the back side okay so even if have a, even if you have a bubble you can just push on it though the air will follow those tracks and go to the corner you know like go to it. wherever you're so it's it's really hard to get a bubble in them I and uh skada skda I, I say skada but it's skda that's who we've had the last couple years
2: and right. they uh,
1: they have the same stuff so yeah you can lay it on there and if you start to get a little bit of a wrinkle or a bubble you can just you can physically just push it out of the grass it's nice
0: yeah, no, they, they, they've uh, they hooked me up. They're actually a sponsor of uh, the Begum X Radio podcast. And, oh. uh, yeah, uh, first of all, the, the graphic design work that they do, unbelievable. I had two different people working with me. They both uh, absolutely crushed it. And then, uh, yeah, getting the, the product in hand, putting it on uh, last week when, uh, when I made my KTM all pretty and stuff like that, um, it was pretty much seamless. So, yeah. Um, Travis Souls here on the Big MX Radio podcast. What uh, what else is on your schedule and uh, and sort of on um, on your plate uh, aside from going globe trotting with Ken Roxon and uh, and wrenching on Suzuki's?
1: Yeah, I mean we're gonna we're gonna see what this with outdoors brings. Um, kind of leaving my schedule open for that. Um, I'd like to do a couple of Motomedic schools. Just kind of trying to piece that together and. Um, I just have to to figure out what we're doing for outdoors first to make sure I've got a weekend off to do some of that. Um, We'll be overseas. Um, I'll be back in California for a week. i got to build him a super motocross championship bike to uh, do the last three rounds on, three rounds as well. And then um, I'm sure we're just going to hopefully keep Kenny for next year and hopefully just go right back into supercross testing for next year.
0: Rinse, lather, repeat, baby. Uh, looking forward to it, my friend. Really appreciate you taking the time on the Big MX Radio podcast. Um, yeah, like, uh, Travis, it is always a pleasure uh, to have you on the show.
1: Yes, thank you. And like I said, any, anything you ever need, just just reach out, and we'll definitely take care of you.
0: Okay, perfect. Uh, a Ken Roxon number, uh, number one plate uh, shipped up to Canada. Much appreciated. Thank you very much.
1: Let me see what we can do.
0: All right, cool, man. Well, do not hang up just yet, but for podcast sake, we're going to cut it off right there. Well, there you have it. Travis Souls here on the Verb Moto Vanilla broadcast. I really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to this episode of Big MX Radio here on Verb Moto check us out online verbmoto.com you if you haven't showed up at one of our shred tour events yet so far this season shame on you make it part of your calendar for the rest of the season or we'll catch you next year thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen now here is my friend zach Heron with his original song out at the ranch because we're not too far away from the Redlands amateur national championships here is out at the ranch
2: kids up to grown men walk through the gates of the coal miner's daughter to make a point clearer than the creek water who's the best who's it gonna be in hurricane mills tennessee can you feel the adrenaline dirt flies hypnotized by the whisper spin hear the crowd everybody's whistling a All together three times. This one week of racing could change your life. Everybody knows this is where it all begins. Do what you gotta do for 20 plus two out at the ranch. And rowdy fans play the national anthem, and everybody stands. Smell the smoke from the two strokes riding by. The 30 second card's on its side. It's hard to get it. Oh. Can you feel the adrenaline? Dirt flies, hypnotized by the wheel spin. Hear the crowd, everybody's whistling, lying on the fence. If you can put it all together three times This one week of racing could change your life Everybody knows this is where it all begins Do what you gotta do For 20 plus 2 Out at the ranch